0: Money,
1: the podcast.
0: Hello, we're back
1: from out of space. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> you will survive, huh? Yep. Not if we don't get these fucking COVID numbers down, we won't. Um. So it's been a while. It's been a while. I got a song for everything. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I think that that's the appropriate response. Um. <laughs> it's it's been a while since we have done this, and just life happens. Uh, last year was hard for us Mm -hmm. the same way that it was hard for a lot of other people. Um, we had an easier year than a lot of people had. Um, and maybe we had a harder year because a harder year than other people had. Um, we have been in the house for almost a year with the exception of maybe an occasional trip to get a plant or (laughs) the grocery store Mm -hmm. or. So essentials. (laughs) yeah because I mean, plants are essential for plants you plants are essential I think for everyone if you do not already have one or 1,000 plants I think that you should get 20 plants
1: you were adding up how many plants we have. we
0: have over 100 house plants like it's probably closer to maybe 110 it
1: doesn't feel that intense though
0: it doesn't and literally I came back yesterday mm-hmm. from a trip um, to a nursery, which I was able to go, not be around anybody. It was a really, really big greenhouse. Um, also, before even um, it was recommended that we start to wear double masks, mm-hmm. I had already started to do that. Like, I wear two or three masks all the time. The ugly blue surgical ones, not just the cloth masks. Um, I, because the people in this county around, <laughs> they're stupid. So I was like, let me just preemptively go ahead. And then maybe a week or two later, I started to see yeah, articles of, you know, people that, uh, epidemiologists talking about how it would probably be better for you to wear two masks or upgrade the type of mask that you wear. So I was like, Oh, look at me being ahead of everybody just out of necessity because mm-hmm. people are dumb. I was in a hardware store, mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago at this point, uh, again, it was essential. I got my first contract for a voiceover gig. So Hey-o. I'm really, really excited about you. that. It's a Berlin, Germany based company, and they're really, really sweet. Um, this has been a month's long process. And the last little part is that I had to kind of transition our studio closet into a recording studio just for that they sent me like a really fancy microphone and you know because mine was apparently not up to snuff for but I still understand because of the type of content it is kind of um erotic it's like audio erotica and it's really really nice so um they had to send me some different equipment to match, you know, they want it to be streamlined around mm-hmm. everybody. And like the equipment that they sent was so nice. I've looked up the pricing for everything, was like, holy shit. But also like goals. So <laughs> I've got like my wish list of stuff. So when um, you know, the money starts to pour in from that, which I'm really, really excited about um I'll be able to get the equipment that they have. And even just the setup for all this, I swear to God, it's taken like a month to get just the recording space, the way that they need it. And Mm -hmm. so I've been in touch with the audio guy that does all like the tech stuff. And he's like, he's their audio sound engineer, whatever. So he's like, let me see your space. It's too open. It sounds like this. Can you do this and then make it sound like this? Is it closer to this? Is it closer to a wall? Is it closer to this? Can you send me another picture of how it is? So I'm just like, look, dude, I know that you're just doing your job but this is really annoying. I don't enjoy getting your emails. Um so <laughs> <laughs> that's been a really big thing that I'm very excited about. Um but yeah, I mean like we're doing fine. Mm-hmm. Um or as fine as can be right now, but not really much has changed as far as just what our day-to-day looks like, but internally I feel like a completely different person almost than i felt a year ago mm-hmm. because remind you january 2020 we were still pretty carefree and chilling and Planned this wasn't trips. even right <laughs> like we were like oh yeah well, we're gonna be able to go to colorado this year or we're gonna be able to go to a new place like i think we wanted to, was this year the year that we were gonna try to go to europe or something or no. alaska or was it like west coast pnw maybe yeah. canada or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that
1: it was the pacific northwest yeah
0: and that, now we're just like that. Really worked out, for honey. Us. What room would you like to watch television in today, um, just for a little change of scenery? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's been it's been a time. It's been difficult to watch people not take this seriously. Mm-hmm. I have become increasingly more angry and more frustrated and more vocal very vocal about the frustration that I feel and the way that people treat me and other people. Um, it's just like any type of Southern hospitality that I would have subscribed to, even on a subconscious level has been like flushed down the toilet. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. If somebody's too close to me, i just had an incident with this in a Publix. I don't know why I'm always trying to fight some older white woman in a Publix, but, She came up and you know, at this point, if there's a line, you have to account for six feet of space between you and the person in front of you. You're supposed to. You're supposed to. I do. And I probably give people closer to eight or nine feet because I'm not very good with spatial reasoning. My brain doesn't do a good job at that. So if somebody is in front of me and I'm just like, this does, I don't know that a six foot person could lay down head to toe between us. So I'm just going to back up two big steps. So it's probably always closer to like nine feet versus six. Um, And this lady just felt, you know, she's like, are you in line? And I said, yes. And she was like, okay. But she's standing maybe two feet behind the person that was in front of me in the line and maybe another two or three feet, you know, beside me. So I'm like backing up away from her. And she's like, okay, well, you can go. And I'm just like, no, I need to give that person space. And she just loses her shit. And she's like, okay, well, I'll just get away from you then. And I was like, great. Um, So it's just lots of interactions like that. People are weird.
1: Do you think... Like, I was just thinking, I really like it when the stores have like the six foot space stickers, Mm -hmm. but. Do you think they like legit
0: measured out six feet or they were just like, eh, this looks good. Whereas like the little bit of trusting anybody (laughs) that I would have had last year, it's gone. I'm just like, no, no, I don't believe that anybody that works at Publix is so passionate about their job at Publix.
1: No, I, I disagree. I think if it were Publix that they would take out the measuring tape. But if you go to like our local like discount grocery store, they for sure didn't measure that shit or Walmart Walmart had, like, the arrows going down the aisles and, like...
0: You would run into a Walmart worker going down the wrong aisle yeah. like all the time.
1: And then, like, each aisle should be going the opposite direction, right? Would well, think, they would but they have would like... always
0: have like one or two. There was always <laughs> two was aisles worst. that they would have that would go the same direction. Yeah. So you would have to go down three aisles to come back up to hopefully you remember <laughs> which aisle you were going down. Because if, if you don't, you still have to go down two.
1: Yeah, so following the rules, we're doing that shit. But everybody <laughs> else was just like, I'm going to do what I want. And mm-hmm.
0: nobody gives a fuck anymore. Yeah. No one cares nobody is. The arrows are gone. Walmart the arrows are up gone. up on that shit. Walmart's like oh no mask. Oh, well. cool. 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 Um you don't really see us anyway. Like check your fucking self out. You can check yourself out. I'll put this shit on the shelves, but I hope you don't need me to get shit for you. I hope you don't want me to look up a price for you. You stupid fucking piece of shit, bitch. Don't come over oh. here and interrupt the conversation I'm having with my coworker. This is my friend. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't care about your mask. I don't care about your family. I don't care about your produce. Steal some shit if you want to. I don't give a fuck. Nobody cares about your ID. Get the fucking alcohol <laughs> that you want. And get the fuck out. That's how I feel at Walmart. Like Walmart be like, "What's up, bitch?" If they say anything when I come in, and then when I leave like yeah get the fuck out like that's how i feel when i go to walmart i don't enjoy spending money at walmart well that's fair yeah so i've rambled for now like <laughs> 20 minutes it feels like what has this experience been like for you um i've enjoyed it overall mm-hmm. um i'm a homebody anyway
1: mm-hmm. so like uh i still have you know, my workspace and I can still work from home, which Mm -hmm. just means that I'm within your vicinity all day long. And I really enjoy that Mm -hmm. because, um, even if I'm having a rough day or something like that, I can feel your energy Mm -hmm. permeate throughout the house and it helps. So, uh, I mean, overall, like I still wish that I could spend, you know, time with my parents playing cards or something like that, Mm -hmm. but, um, and not traveling is, is not cool but. yeah
0: we would just be joined at the hip regardless we would just be joined at the hip in a prettier place than yeah the so Birmingham Alabama area
1: yeah so I've appreciated the ability to work from home mm-hmm. uh which has been nice and we upgraded my office space so now I have room to move around and do everything I need to do and um yeah so it's not as uh, I don't feel like I'm invading our guest room <laughs> when I go to work.
0: Yeah. So, so do you want to talk about how my everything wife remodeled we've done to the, the house? entire house?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, if y'all came to our house this time last year, you'd be like, oh, this has a nice style. There's lots of gray things, neutral colors, whatever. Um, it is. It is no longer that farmhouse style any longer. My wife <clears throat> has redecorated our entire house. It started with a small little corner, (laughs) and now the whole thing is redone.
0: Okay, but how do you feel about that?
1: Oh, I really like it. Like, (laughs) I love the aesthetic of it um, and everything that's going on. You got a whole lot of boho chic happening, uh, and I think it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So, like, I enjoy it overall, um, and after I got over the initial change everything else was just smooth sailing you were like oh can I I'm, I'm thinking about this and I'm like yeah cool whatever sure uh, just let me know when you need my help because I don't want to do
0: specifically part. say when we converted the dining room area that
1: it you didn't were like, match now I
0: hate the couch you were like I hate the living room now I, I hate the couch I don't hate it I said it didn't
1: match it didn't match at all so that was the problem
0: I don't feel like that's what you said. I feel like what you said was, I hate our couch. We have to get another couch now.
1: I'm, I'm almost certain I said something about it not matching. No. Okay, well, we can who's, agree to who's, disagree. Who's the
0: memory here? Is it? Is it?
1: Usually it's you, but when I feel like I'm right, and I f- feel like I do remember the thi- small, very few things that I do, Allison I'm going to be that adding up about that. I didn't so, fucking say that. She didn't say it. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I'm I'm glad that you like it. Um, You did say, in the beginning, you know, you were very direct about. Well, if we're gonna do stuff like it has to be an increment, like you cannot just change everything all at one time. And then I was like, okay, so let me know. And then Mm -hmm. that's when you started to make those comments about that. Mm -hmm. So for you, were like, it, mm -mm." it doesn't
1: match. So I'd be open to doing this. And you were like, okay, that is not. Yeah, I'm right. So You're not, but okay. Uh, so now we also both have, um, like, our recording studio room is now more of yours. Like, it's if I want to nice come in, so you and, come play in here music, and play music, yeah, you'll let me come in and play music. But overall, like... Um, You have this cute little wicker plant stand and uh, a ton of plants. Like it looks like a little jungle in here but not overwhelmingly so. Like a little jungle
0: studio. Um, It's nice.
1: So yeah which is more your space and we redid our guest room and now that's my office slash media room. So I've got my uh, PlayStation set up in there and then I've got um you know my office and and stuff so and we repainted it and I love it and there's plants and stuff in there too and the greenery is just nice I like it mm-hmm. um I enjoy it a lot so now the dogs can sit with me on on that couch and uh, not get their hair on the couch yeah so it went from a
0: queen bed mm-hmm. and a dresser and like a couple little like shelves besides mm-hmm. beside the bed to like a really pretty cognac sofa. Mm-hmm. The walls have gone from a really airy gray to like a really dark cavey, pretty deep, rich It's blue. like a jungle
1: green is, or like a dark blue with like green tints. That's what it, it reminds me of like, you know, those Crayola crayons. It was like blue, green or green, blue mm-hmm. like that, but just a little bit darker,
0: dark blue walls and a desk with her big double monitor setup And, mm-hmm. Um, we'll still have some things to do like inside your closet for organization and stuff like that. We still have to get you a couple or like a bookshelf and see. Yeah. Um, and some art for the walls, some art for the walls. I've already got some art in here for Mm -hmm. me. So that's different. Um, we're working on slowly, but surely changing out some things in the bedroom. I really think that all that we did, I replaced some curtains so that they're light filtering. So Mm -hmm. we don't have to open the curtains to our creepy ass neighbors. Um, to our bedroom because they're always like in their kitchen when we're naked. I swear to God, there's always somebody washing dishes after <laughs> we take a shower every day. And I, I look like I know they're. I'm just like, oh well, if you want to see some black titties, here some you creeps. But it's still weird, you know. Um, but so now they can't see in at all through the mm-hmm. light filtering curtains, which is really nice. And then we just changed the bedspread, so it's just a white bedspread. Just everything's really airy. Um, we got rid of our very dark gray headboard mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about maybe not getting another headboard. And, you know, we've been thinking about like doing a little, okay. We have been thinking about, but I would paint like a little like arch behind, you know, I want to get like some string lights and just mm-hmm. some cute little things and a couple shelves for it. So we can have some plants in there and maybe we can finally find some artwork that works for our bedroom. Cause we've been in this house for almost three years and There is not... Well, we have our two commission drawings Mm -hmm. um, from a friend that did those for us. And besides that, we don't have any other...
1: Mm -mm. Anything else on the wall. We used to have our wedding pictures and stuff Mm -hmm. up there. Like big prints. I
0: know, but like we both look so different than we did on our wedding day. So like all of the pictures from our wedding have been taken down. Um, But yeah, like everything looks really different and it feels like energy flows a little differently through the house than it used to. Um, Oh, yeah, we redid the uh, entryway as well. So, Mm -hmm. like, that's super cute. It's got a little table. I never knew what to do with an entryway. And I was like, oh, an entryway table. Yes, please. So, it's got, (laughs) like, a cute little rug and a little mirror and a couple more little plants. There's plants. We have several plants. There's so many plants. Yeah.
1: I've gotten really good at hanging floating shelves or installing dry anchors for anything to screw into the wall. And
0: apparently mounting TVs.
1: Uh, Yeah, I did mount the TV in my uh, office Mm -hmm. uh, all by myself and was like very intimidated initially but got through it and had to buy a few
0: well, extra tools yeah a
1: few one tool set with that but mm-hmm. uh man overall I'm, I'm impressed with myself you did a good um, job like i can hold on to the tv and pull on it with some of my weight and it still doesn't fall yeah so but it was so nerve-wracking I, I was bet. like oh my god i'm gonna ruin this whole thing
0: tvs are such a big investment to like even if it is just like a few hundred dollars that's like a few hundred dollars that's mm-hmm. like a big grocery trip that's a car repair that's mm-hmm. you know like a couple electric bills that's gas for months that you know i mean like that's the way that i think about money is just like do we spend this big chunk of money on this one big thing or how many smaller things could that same thing count- equate to? yeah i got you so i get it But yeah, I mean, it just, I don't know. I've thought so many times about sitting down. We've tried to podcast several times and Allison has gotten sick. I have gotten sick. We just haven't felt like it. It's been around shark week. Um, Emotional capacity is just very low for things. So now I'm just trying to reincorporate this back into our schedule so we can get back into a flow, but I mean, this is a hobby, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, we love you guys, we enjoy the interaction with you all, the support, the community, but at the end of the day, this is a hobby, and always mental health, taking care of our bodies, taking care of ourselves is what's going to come first, and that's it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, we loved you. We uh, we love you. We oh. missed you. Yeah, we used to love you and love you anymore. Well, damn. We love you. We <laughs> missed you. Um, but there were just some other ways that we needed to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. and we will always prioritize that. So, just bear with us. We'll always come back. I really really enjoy this. This is still my baby. Yeah. Um, I just feel like maybe the tone will be a little different. And that was another thing that I was really hesitant about coming back to it was I feel so different. Like, I don't feel as, like, perky and cutesy as I did when we first started to do this project. Because, like, the world is on fucking fire. Like, Mm -hmm. the world has always been, like, slowly and steadily burning. But I feel like this is, like, the world is, like, a forest fire right now. And it's so hard to put everything out. It's really hard to get on here and sit in front of a microphone and talk about something that i watched on tv when right. black people are being murdered and trans rights are always being threatened to be right. taken away and people are not wearing masks and we're in the midst of a freaking global epidemic and see sorry pandemic mm-hmm. and that everything is just you i mean like chaos what is today today is the 30 31st, 31st? 30 yeah, thirty first. Okay, it's last day of January. Okay, a few weeks ago, freaking a whole bunch of like freaking forty five supporters stormed the Capitol. I believe the word you were looking for is terrorist. Okay, yes, the the terrorists, the white supremacists, the racists. Storm the Capitol. I was really afraid that people were like, that people were going to be murdered. I was afraid that there would be some type of sa- assassination attempts. Mm-hmm. I'm still really afraid about what's going to happen at the end of this term during this term. Um, it's been really scary. And that weighs really heavily on my heart. It's hard to scroll through social media. And then it's like, right, puppy, coffee plants a murder <laughs> puppy coffee plants somebody that's out at a rave somewhere mm. somebody that's out at a party somebody that's at a packed out bar it just the quality the of life
1: one is somebody's loved one has passed away due to COVID. right yeah
0: and then another one where somebody's planning a wedding or having a wedding yeah. or it's wedding pictures from somewhere else and everything is so overwhelming and it is not something that inspire. i don't want to be the voice in your head and it's like, oh, well fuck, I don't want to listen to that episode because it's horribly depressing. And the whole point of podcasting is to connect with people and have a community. So on one hand, I understand that so many people in general, honeybees or not, are going to still share those sentiments with me and feel like the fucking world is on fire and it's frustrating and be comforted maybe by somebody else's expressing their frustration and their sadness and their fear about their anxieties about what's happening in the world right now. And then for other people, they're not going to have the capacity to hear that all the time. But unfortunately, you guys, this is the world that we live in. This is where we are. I mean, I can't really be so cutesy and be like oh my god you guys the L word is like so, so funny I'm like oh Shane is so cute did you guys see Big Mouth like I love that show I think it was so funny and like
1: <laughs> that's my favorite impression that you do and you know so it so have
0: y'all ever watched Big Mouth if not there is a character on there her name is Law and she is voiced by Nick <laughs> Kroll who I think is absolutely hilarious um and yeah, like her voice is just really like, it's all so stupid and it sounds like this. And this is the one thing that is guaranteed to make Allison audibly laugh. So I try not to do it super often, but I can just break it out every now and then. And she giggles and it it it's feeds so my soul. Stupid. It's really funny to just hear her laugh. So I just have to keep that one tucked away. So I'm glad that y'all got to... <laughs> Hear that and experience it because it makes her giggle. Um, the name of the show is Big Mouth on Netflix. Um, Lola is voiced by Nick Kroll. I don't remember if I had just said that or not, but um, it's voiced by Nick Kroll. It's very, very funny. If you're somebody who is very sensitive right now, if you're like, everybody's a pedophile and it's a pedophile ring, everybody you know, if you're one of those people right now, maybe hold off because maybe your brain is primed to believe that it's got to do with like an animated show that has to do with this hypersexualization of younger people in a pedophilic type of way versus just thinking about things in retrospect as an adult and thinking about how awkward puberty was for all of us um and just laughing about those experiences and even bringing some light to other things that we didn't experience for example they have a trans character on there so it's interesting to think about things if these characters really were children away Mm -hmm. at camp and you know, one time (laughs) there, you know, one year they're at camp and this person is, for example, Sam, you know, Samuel, and then they come back the next year and it's Angela. I don't remember what the trans character's name is. Um, Right now, I don't feel like looking it up. I don't have my cell phone with me, but just little things like that that are just kind of sprinkled in that can still be teaching moments mm-hmm. for adults as well. So, you know, if you like to enjoy a little bit of the legal green, um, even if you enjoy it illegally, that would be a good time to partake and just hang out and watch some Big Mouth or just stay far, far away if you're one of those weird people that was just like, you know what I really hate? Um, shit, uh, cuties. Do you remember the whole like cuties gate on Netflix? No. Which was the show... It's a French movie.
1: That That's definitely why I don't remember well,
0: it. Well, I know, but everybody was talking about it. It's like a French movie. I don't think it's a series mm. on Netflix. And basically it was a whole bunch of kids that were dancing very provocatively because it was about being in the dance world Mm -hmm. and um, the pageantry of it and the way that people are graded and things like that on there. But all that people were talking about was, oh my God, these kids were dancing and being so raunchy and inappropriate and oh my God, I cannot believe Netflix would put something like that up. I demand they take it down when they've never actually seen the movie. (laughs) um but like a whole bunch of white people had like lost their minds As so i'm we pretty do. sure right like about something that they had never seen they were just like Pre-usual. here's a scene from you know uh <laughs> here's a scene and it was a preview or something like that and people had just lost their fucking mm. minds but um Yeah. So just let's, let's not have a big mouth gate. Just watch it for the enjoyment or steer clear. Like, right. (laughs) There are bigger things to be worried about than a silly animated show on Netflix. Um, and I am not going to speak for these people and say like, Oh, I know for certain that Nick Kroll and John Mulaney are not peloton. I don't know what these people have going on in their lives, but, um, I would bet my bottom dollar that if, uh, Maya Rudolph was involved, that it's probably kosher. Um I feel I just trust her. You know, she just Truth. I just trust her. It's because she's amazing. It's because she's adorable. Um and I do <laughs> recognize that I am affected by that. Um so yeah, True. watch it or don't watch it. So, what's another big thing that we have been through, honey?
1: Mm. Um well, uh last week we had to <clears throat> put our Um, older of the two rescue pups to sleep, Mm -hmm. um, she was having kidney failure and stopped eating and lost a lot of weight. Um, and the vet tried to do, you know, the best that they could, but ultimately for her sake, so she wouldn't be suffering. We put her, uh, put her to sleep last week. So that was really, really hard. It was,
0: it still is really difficult. Um, just the energy in the house feels very different. It does. Um, and that that was your buddy you uh Allison was her favorite person, probably that she had ever met, and like we've told you guys before, like we don't know a whole lot about where they came from or anything, so when we adopted them um shortly after we bought this house, actually um you know, we had just made a a promise to them that we would be their forever home that we would love them as much as we could you know they would have all the love in the world all the support all the homemade treats and love and cuddles and kisses and safety in the world and we did that so um it was really difficult it's been a hard last month or two when she first started to get really really sick yeah um we have spent way more money than i would like to discuss on vet bills just for her by herself it was so much testing Um, I feel really upset in some ways. I'm still trying to figure out if I feel taken advantage of by the Mm. last practice that we went to, because I just feel last practice. Yeah. The, not the most recent, but the second to last, well, the last practice before this one correct? that we went to because she had had many, you know, I mean, it was like an upper respiratory infection and then it was another upper respiratory infection or something like that, or remnants of it. And then, you know, it started with the weakening and then they had her on like 26 different medications. I mean, not literally, but it was close to like 10 medicines that she was supposed to have at varying degrees. And I don't know, just her decline was like super rapid after that. So um, I don't, I'm still processing a lot of that as well, because another way that I have changed is like the world is really unfair and any way that I can make it right if i can set it right somehow even if like i would sue the shit out of that practice if i could prove that they had something to do with her passing right um and that it was negligent that you know they had ran so much blood work and Mm -hmm. told us all this and given us all this medication if i could prove that those medications had an interaction that would have caused her kidney failure like i'm suing the shit out of them if you know i mean it's just that's just one of the big ways don't fucking take advantage of me these are living, breathing creatures, you know, they're sentient beings with souls and bodies and feelings. And I just don't believe in my heart that we received the best care for her.
1: No. Um, um, until, you know, the, we found a vet that we took her to, um, that tried their very, very best. But at that point, I think it was just past the point of her being able to recover. mm -hmm. But we had a really good experience with this vet. Yes. Um. And uh, we'll continue to take our other three pups to her mm-hmm. and stuff. But like, I don't know. They were just very caring and
0: compassionate. They were very compassionate. Um, the facility was very clean. Yeah. Um. The vet didn't seem like a fucking kook. I don't remember if we've ever had this discussion on a podcast before, but um, I don't know what it is about the area that we live in and like animal medicine, but like, I feel like everybody. Since we have been here, and this would be now through two cities, mm-hmm. we have seen like five different mm-hmm. vets. One, two.
1: Technically, four, pra- four practices,
0: mm-hmm. but at the last six- practice,
1: six. Six vets total, because the practice before last has four vets <clears throat> mm-hmm. within that. All of practice. which
0: we have seen, yeah, and all of which have been questionable, uh huh. Including the one that I thought would not have been questionable. Correct. Um, anytime somebody is like, "Oh yeah, we'll bring her back to see me in a week," and they don't even realize that they're not going to be here. Um, nobody called to check on her. Nobody called for no. updates. Nobody said, "Re, you know, no. get in touch with us if X, Y, and Z happens. Mm-mm. We'll just follow up." Whereas with this vet, um, Lolly had to stay at the vet for two days. And in those two days, I got two phone calls a day while she was gone from us. Mm -hmm. And it was just an update. Hi, just want to call you, let you know, this is how she's doing this morning. We ran blood work. It looked like X, Y, Z. This is how she looks. This is how her eyes look. We were able to get her to eat or not eat. She's interested in this. Um, Yeah. And it was just so pleasant and listening to the vet speak. I'm the type of person, my mom used to tell me when I was younger that um, I treat people like I know everything. And it used to really hurt my feelings because she didn't mean it in a way that, like, you're wise. And I understand that you're a wise person and that you can recognize when people aren't. My mom was basically like, you're being a cunt and you make everybody feel stupid and you should shut up.
1: So you're condescending. Right.
0: Versus now in my adulthood I realize I just don't take shit from anybody if you're stupid and I catch with the air of the fact that you're stupid Mm. I'm probably gonna treat you like you're stupid because you are you Uh, know what I'm saying
1: I would say probably is an understatement well I'm I'm gonna
0: recognize (laughs) that you're stupid especially if you're you're supposed to be the authority on something right and I can go and do a google search that you know immediately pulls up results that are to the contrary of what you've explained to me through your I mean you have a a doctor you know you're doctor of medicine yeah. you know even if it is animal medicine and that's no shade to a vet or anything like that you're a doctor of animal medicine you're supposed to be the authority i didn't go to medical school despite the fact that my mother really really wanted me this is going to be like a lot of a little bit of trauma sprinkled in um for you guys today on this episode of the sweetest honey podcast um this is by our sponsor vibrant um <laughs> <laughs> but now, as an adult woman, I realize that it's just like, if you're telling me something, I already have issues with trust to begin with, but if you're, like, not very bright and you seem very uncertain, I will not trust anything else that you say to me. Yeah. So, to listen to this vet and to feel like, wow, this person really understands what they're talking about. They're explaining things to me in a way that makes sense and going to, you know, look at the same things that I've been told, you know, because right. you have to, I don't, I just, I don't Mm -hmm. I feel like I'll be able to maybe trust her fully in time. Yeah. But, you know, afterward, you know, you take down some notes and you go and you get on the internet and you do a little research to see just to confirm or deny, or maybe there's something else that maybe wasn't mentioned. Mm -hmm. But nope, you can check every box. She was just like X, Y, and Z. This is what's happening. If X happens, then, you know, Z will be the outcome of it. And it was just really nice to have somebody that, um, seems very knowledgeable and also like they're not on drugs um yeah that's another thing that we have i'm just like are y'all selling or eating or snorting the horse tranquilizer
1: uh it's
0: true though or just like but yeah she was
1: like after we made the decision that okay we're you know if she doesn't get better then this would be the best course of action um anytime you called up there to be like hey can we when can we come that type Mm -hmm. of thing the staff immediately recognized who you were and Mm -hmm. their tone of voice changed Mm -hmm. to be like so soft and caring and it was just really sweet it was really really nice and they put like they have like these dry erase boards outside the exam room and so they wrote like we love you lolly Mm
0: -hmm. it was so sweet like you are very loved from you know the doctor and and friends and it was just really sweet like it just felt like a hug and you know we cried a lot in that in that place um but they did really really well so that's just it's been a hard time um and just kind of sort of shifting gears a little bit. This, that was really hard. I mean, Ugh. like that's been a really big loss. I have personally never had a dog that had to be euthanized before. Mm. I was not really in a position to keep a dog long enough to, you know, uh, the Yorkie that I have right now, Nani is now seven. Yeah. And that is the longest time that I've ever had a puppy. And... um you know, between her and her and Jack. Jack is eight. Oh yeah. bud. Um, he's eight. And, you know, I've now had him for <laughs> mm-hmm. shit going on five years now. And uh, <laughs> whether I liked it or not. And um
1: but Jack is one <laughs>
0: Jack's your little buddy now. Like Jack, Yeah,
1: like me and me and Jack,
0: we we chill. All the
1: quirks that like used to really bother you, now you seem to enjoy. So
0: I mean, I wouldn't say all of them. I said se- okay, well, several. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> A couple of them. Like, okay, yeah. Jackson is very fat. So when you... <laughs> he like, is, okay, but he's, he is just a dense dog. He's very dense. So he doesn't look as heavy as he is, but he is a yeah. little chunk. So when you, like, m- jostle him or, like, move him or you shift his body or anything, he makes, he makes, makes what I call fat boy noises. Mm. So it's always like... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Move it. so sometimes I'll just go pick him up and move him around a little bit so Jostle he'll do him. it I think it's very funny um, uh, it used to be very annoying to uh, me Oh, like, our ever
1: favorite thing now we can get him to howl and he'll like throw his head back and make like the weirdest fucking but noises it's not it's even not howling like so howl.
0: before Allison has been able to figure out that she could make him howl like mm-hmm. she could howl he would participate but he has this really really high pitched obnoxious bark that he does it's piercing oh it's it's I want to kill him yeah. Um. It's it's so bad And, you know, now I don't remember how we figured this out, but I was holding him one day and I was just singing to him like this. And I was like, oh, Jack, oh, Jack. And then he would just be like, oh, (laughs) it was really funny. I think we were. Hold up in your room when the HVAC guys came. Yeah,
1: we were holed up in there, and the dogs were all, like, on alert to begin with, mm-hmm. and you just started, like, rocking him and making that... that well, at first, at that I said, Jackson, do
0: you want to howl? Will it make you feel better? Yeah. So, we howled for a minute, and, and then I went and <laughs> held him and started to rock him. Yeah,
1: and started making that noise, and he responded <laughs> even more oddly to that, because he, he, like, y'all, when I tell you this dog is, he makes such weird noises, it's like, he opens his mouth and like does like a (laughs) (laughs) type of noise and I know that y'all are thoroughly enjoying this so you're welcome uh and so now we can get him to do it on cue and it's some of our favorite times especially the best is when we can get him to literally throw his head back with us it's so cute yeah so that's a that's a great time and he
0: likes it because we're always like oh what a good boy afterwards yeah. so he has a great time with it
1: yeah and usually we're holding him So they... yeah
0: and you know I fe- <laughs> you know they say if you have a dog that barks and yaps a lot that instead of teaching them to be quiet you teach them when to bark mm-hmm. um, so, so you yell back at them <laughs> well no not yell back at them but you know you just figure out what it, whatever it is that triggers the bark mm-hmm. and then you figure out how to teach them to bark and mm-hmm. then you can teach them when not to bark anyway it's really funny and it's very silly and perhaps one day we will catch it on instagram for you guys yeah. when instagram doesn't make me want to fucking pull my skin off and murder people oh. um but so yeah, maybe a, maybe not yet that's a good time
1: uh not you pulling your skin off or speaking
0: anything. of instagram um i was very sad even though i looked very cute yesterday yeah. before my outing and i even put in my instagram story like i'm terribly sad but i feel really pretty and just about every response that I got back from that was like, oh my God, you look so pretty. I love your hair. And I was like, my heart is broken. All of you people are terrible. Yeah. But thanks for the compliment. Cause though. This grief, grief process is is really hard. Shout out to our friend Ru, um, as yeah. always. And if you have not already checked out the Supposedly Pod, make sure that you check out the Supposedly Podcast. Yeah. If you enjoy... Um, this is just a shameless plug because we love her and yeah. she's a she's good people and we want you to enjoy that podcast too so if you like funny stories about like the occult or a little true crime with some personal story sprinkled yeah. then you will really enjoy that you can find that pretty much anywhere that you listen to your podcast and yeah. I will also link it in our um, episode description as well so check out that podcast but Rue um, reached out and she was like oh friend you're like radiant and she was like I'm so sorry I hope that the storms pass and just that little bit of compassion I have just been dying for it there have been so many times that I've like wanted to like text a friend or something Mm -hmm. like that and I'm just like I have nobody nobody fucking cares people only want to interact with me when they're having a bad time or when they needed to have their spirits lifted or something like that but any other time, you know, people are like, "Oh my God, I'm so sad. Who should I?" <gasps> Tiffany will make me feel better. Oh my gosh, she'll listen. Yeah. Oh, it'll be so great. And then nobody ever thinks to just like check on me. Yeah,
1: yeah. check on your strong friends. Just because they're really good at being a good support for you doesn't mean that they don't need that. We'd be trying time. to
0: motherfucking tell y'all, y'all don't want to fucking so, listen. Um,
1: yeah, <clears throat> I, I mean, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about grief support for yes, a second. Let's do that. Um, you know, if you have a friend, family member, whomever that is you know, grieving something, whether it's the loss of a pet or a child or a loved one, what whatever it may be, uh, the way that we can support them looks a little bit different and based on how, but just asking what can I do is a huge one, right? And like, I've had a couple people do that for me um, and just like the few people, I haven't, we haven't told a whole lot of people mm-hmm. either. But the few people that we've had to tell, like I had to tell people at work so I could take the day off because I just mentally was not mm-hmm. capable of uh, being there. And like my boss was really sweet to me about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, one of my other co-workers that I had to kind of get help co-teach a, a day was really nice about it and like checked on me the day after. Like, it's just really sweet that mm-hmm. these and those were men like mm-hmm. that I really wasn't right. expecting it from those
0: particular people. Yeah. Shout out to you, Bailey. I don't know if you listen or not, but if but, you do, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you and would like to squeeze you for being yeah. so supportive to her.
1: So it was just like that was really sweet. Um, my best friend who uh, I messaged to also happens to be a grief counselor. Um, you know, just checked in and was like, we can talk on the phone, which she doesn't enjoy, nor do I, but Mm -hmm. the fact that she offered is big. Mm -hmm. Um, and for allowing me to say, no, I don't want to talk on the phone, but thank you for checking. Like texting is fine. Um, type of deal. Like those things are appreciative or, or, you know, I appreciated that. Um, but I've also recognized I'm having to unlearn a lot of the, um, emotional barriers that were taught to me right of like example um you know when we have to work but we're sad right Mm -hmm. like I couldn't have anybody cover for me on you know a particular day is to just power through and you just shove all that emotion down and don't think about it like put on a happy face Mm -hmm. and don't don't address it Mm -hmm. um and like that's super stifling and Mm -hmm. some of the reason why I have uh, a lot of the issues that I have surrounding feeling like just when you're having these feelings, feeling them Mm -hmm. Um, and even like knowing why I'm feeling a particular way, experiencing it and being okay, just sitting in that discomfort. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the things that I have uh, another thing I've really learned from you is that when I am having these feelings that it's okay mm-hmm. and to just sit with them mm-hmm. and to experience with them, which is why I have not, I've cried like seven times already on this podcast That's okay. and haven't apologized, mm-hmm. um, which normally I would do. I'd be like, sorry, oh, I'm
0: sorry. And sorry I said that, I that I like specifically to you that day. I said, honey, yeah. promise me. What did I say?
1: Uh, do not, you're not allowed to say I'm sorry or something like that because no, it's okay for I you didn't to say sit not it, allowed.
0: I said, will you promise me? I mean, it was kinder than that. That was just my <laughs> version of what you said. <laughs> this is what I said. Honey, <clears throat> will you promise me that if you need to cry today, because mm-hmm. I'm sure that we'll both cry on and off all day, probably for several days or weeks, <laughs> but if you cry, promise me that you won't apologize.
1: Yep. And I'm doing a pretty good job. You're doing. Such a good
0: job. You have not cried and been like sorry about it one time.
1: No, I almost did when we first started the podcast. And I was like, "Mm, no. So that's one thing. And to just experience those feelings and allow me the space to learn that and to grow emotionally Mm -hmm. is really helpful. And I really appreciate you for, for walking me through some of that when you're more emotionally mature than I am. So... Um, It's also been interesting to recognize some lack of emotional maturity in um, people that are older than us and the wisdom that they try to impart, Mm -hmm. which immediately, like, I understand they're trying to be comforting, but it immediately makes me super aggravated. Mm Mm-hmm. which I feel like is similar to the... Get the, back in the closet? Well, that's not where I was going, but yes. Uh, similar to the the feelings that you have of people not um, communicating with you appropriately when you've expressed, I am sad. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, when, I don't know, I'm always, I've never been great at comforting people because it always makes me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That being said, uh, some of the things that I've learned from others and the experience and how it made me feel makes me want to mirror that back to other to people that are grieving themselves mm-hmm. um, and how I can support them better because grief is really hard mm-hmm. and it's something that until you've experienced it, you can't really understand, mm-hmm. um, you know. So, yeah, I've learned that and it's mm-hmm. been... Some days you're okay. Uh, other days I wake up and s- see that she's not in her little dog bed and that's sad. Yeah. So it's just a work in progress. Yeah. Sorry y'all can hear my snot noises.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm apologizing for though. Damn it. That's right, baby. Tell him.
1: <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So it's just a
0: day by day thing. Mm-hmm. Or a moment by moment thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not even a whole day at this point. (laughs) I mean, that's like me, like I'll be like driving and all of a sudden, like I'll think about her, you know, and then it just all comes down, you know, like I've been doing little things because I know that you are more likely to be triggered by certain things that you see. Um, so like, you know, we had a medicine full of, a a medicine full of cabinets, a cabinet full of medicine. And I was like, (laughs) What if I just take all of this medicine And put it somewhere else Because we have to go into that every day Because we both take <laughs> meds yeah. every day So you know it's just trying to be compassionate And just be you know If you need to cry it's okay to cry Shit you want me to cry I will cry with you <laughs> Or You're you always know, down to cry Right DTC. <clears throat> DTC It's the way to be <laughs> Shit y'all DTF I'm DTC shit I be like shit nigga I'm about to cry right now What's uh... up <laughs> uh, What's up? I mean, shit, little shawty. What's up? I'm about to cry in a couple minutes. Like you about to pull up? Um, just let me know an ETA so that yeah. I can wash my face. But um,
1: all that stemmed from you said you it was really hard. Like that was a really hard experience. It was a very difficult you experience. hadn't um ever experienced anything like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and while like I had pets growing up and stuff, the first one I remember um when my mom telling me that she had to be put to sleep was my Jack Russell Terrier. Mm -hmm. And um, she had to be put to sleep when I was in high school. I think I was a junior. But my mom didn't tell me about it until afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I always resented her for that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, that's why this time I was so adamant about, we need to be in there with her. Mm -hmm. And we were able... You were holding her the whole time. And
0: uh, so, yeah, like, that was by far one of the hardest things i've ever done yeah same so and guys like don't i'm not like callous or anything like trust me like i cry on and off it's just right now is not my cry time (laughs) like i'm sure that i will i will cry again (laughs) at some point like trust me no um
1: there's there, there's times when we reverse roles all the time where you're crying and I'm like it's a you know mm-hmm. I understand you, yeah. you cry if you need to yeah. and I don't feel like crying at that moment and usually
0: it's time I'll be like oh you know it always starts I'm like
1: oh Nana and then you
0: know, <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: no and that's like we record every time we go to the vet because um,
0: usually it's just one of us yeah. or we might not you we have told y'all this before make sure when you go to appointments yeah. to record everything so that way if anybody fucking lies to you. If there's something that you missed, you don't have to go back and yeah. call. You have it already. It doesn't take Get anything. Get
1: permission if you're in a state that requires permission in order to be recorded, right. obviously. But uh, or just state, you know let doesn't... them know, hey,
0: I'm recording yeah. this for informational purposes. um But we do that when we go to the vet, especially if it's just one of us that has to go. But especially we try to do it me, every time because
1: I can't ever remember anything that they or ever me, say. You
0: know, I'm just like I can maybe remember it for a while, yeah. but depending on what's going on, my medication yeah. reaction, sleep schedule, whatever, yeah. we recorded it. Yeah,
1: so when the doctor told Tiffany that she, you know, this is what we're looking at, and the prognosis is not great, and if this works, it, you know, she'll have a maximum of six months to live Mm -hmm. if it works, and that's a big if, and if it doesn't, then um, it'll, you know, she won't have very long at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And
0: the vet walks out.
1: The vet walks out, and (laughs) and Tiffany says, oh, God, Nana. Nana. What am I going to tell your mom? <laughs> it starts immediately bawling. And I just thought that was so sweet that her Aww. thought was going to be, how is she going to tell me this particular yeah. thing?
0: And you were at work. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. I don't so know.
1: she's my, you know, Nana was my, we call her Nana Lolly because she looks like a, a little, little old, old person. Mm-hmm. She does. Like, had we not already named her, we could have named her after my mom because they looked a little similarly.
0: They did. Yeah. But we and just called her my Nana mom's, or Nana Yeah, Lolly.
1: grandmother name is Nana. Mm-hmm. That's what her grandkids call her, so it's just appropriate. Anyway, but she was <clears throat> just my little shadow. She followed me everywhere, and if she couldn't find me, she would just <laughs> meander about looking... <laughs> confusedly around (laughs) and you could just hear hear her shuffling (laughs) around oh little man so she was the sweetest dog she was the sweetest dog would she loved to lick you especially like your face if you let her y'all because she didn't have any teeth these were the wettest kisses of all time like ugh (laughs) and So before Tiffany would go to take a shower, she would just let Lolly lick her face and stuff and let her get it all out. We got several videos of that, but I was able to create like a little album of Lolly that I can go back and look at. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel better. Yeah. So. But
0: she loves it. She loved to give kisses <laughs> and you know I would She I would, hated being held. <laughs> I oftentimes would see I would oblige her, but then she would have to oblige me too. Yeah. So, you know, I love to hold the dogs. It's my favorite when they'll let me cradle them like a baby. <laughs> Lolly. Um, hated it. <laughs> Lolly hated it so much until she started to get sick, and then it seemed that she preferred it. Yeah. That was like one way that I could hold her and she would be so comfortable. Like yeah. she would not fight. And I was like, Oh, man. So yeah. we spent a lot of time like that for the last, you know, month yeah. and a half or so. The
1: last thing that she really liked to eat were pepperonis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she loved her pepperonis. She wouldn't eat anything else, but she eats Cracker eat some Barrel pepperonis. chicken. Fucking Cracker Barrel chicken. I don't know. I ordered okay. it one day. Okay, number
0: one. Let me just tell y'all that I cook for these little bastards. And speaking of, I need to go bought some chicken because they need some more chicken. So these little motherfuckers get chicken. Like I bought but y'all have to understand the way that cooking this chicken and smelling this chicken turn my stomach. I don't eat chicken. I don't eat meat at all. Yeah. And the way that the smell of chicken would turn my stomach, but the dogs would just be like, oh my God, it smells so good.
1: Yeah. And I would be like, it smells so good. It does like
0: they go crazy. They love it. it. They love it. Nana never really was into it. She, like at first, but she didn't have an appetite. Yeah. So, you know, she was excited about it when she would want to eat, but Mm -hmm. we didn't know, you know, at the time that she was fucking nauseated because her kidneys were failing because no fucking, none of the 13 vets that we saw at this one practice was telling us that. Despite being like, oh my God, all of the tests looks great. Oh my God, everything Mm -hmm. looks great. All of her functions look great. We're just worried about her heart. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Um,
1: So homemade food. Homemade food.
0: They get chicken like boiled chicken peas carrots. carrots i had to stop getting all the mixed greens because they don't like the string beans they
1: don't like green beans they i cut up
0: fucking basil i you know mince basil for these assholes and then like why make basil them though homemade broth um basil is supposed to have some properties that are good for dogs uh-huh. um i believe that it might have been like some anti-inflammatory or uh-huh. some other type of immune support or i
1: just didn't question it like i assumed that, that you had read something about it and i, I was did like, yeah I'm sure you you know, i had done some yeah sets. so there's some herbs that are good for your
0: dogs like basil is supposed to be good for them dill is supposed to be good for Mm. them i never did get around to that dill because it was so um it had such a strong smell i was like i don't know that they'll like that but that basil could marry enough with the chicken and not be overpowering overpowering over what overpowering um oh okay so here's the thing that i learned um side note speaking of powering right so rhodism r-h-o-a-d-i-s-m apparently is a term for, um, the type of, uh, I don't know if like an impediment is the appropriate way to describe this, but when people pronounce words with R's, they can't say like R, it comes out like aw. So if I was talking about like going horseback riding, I would say going horseback riding. Or you think about like Quickie from, uh, the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And that is the way that that comes across. How fucking cruel is it that rhodism... Is a condition yes.
1: Road is yes. So they name something. It starts
0: with the letter R, and I think that that is just so mean.
1: Is it named after like?
0: It's rude. is what it is. It's more like rudism, right? Rudism. That was a good one. Thanks. So rude. I was so disappointed to learn that. I was like, oh, (laughs) I've never known what this was called, and I was so disappointed to learn that it started with the letter R. Anyway, um. So yes, and Allison goes and gets some fucking Cracker Barrel d- delivered, and you like their Cracker Barrel chicken tenders.
1: Yeah, the grilled and chicken tenders. lost her fucking mind. Yeah, That's so I was, I was just trying to get her to eat anything, so I was like, okay, I'll cut up a little bit of this, see if she wants it. And she would eat it right off the fucking fork. Like,
0: I don't... And I was like, you bitch. I just had to dice up all this <laughs> gross-ass chicken <laughs> and shred <laughs> it with two forks for you, bitch. Mix in these vegetables because y'all hoes don't like string beans. But this bitch wants cracker barrel chicken.
1: I'd rather have Mm. (laughs) what what did you call it? Cracker basket? Cracker basket.
0: (laughs) And I thought that cracker basket was the funniest thing that I had ever said. Like, I don't remember why cracker basket happened, but it's been cracker basket ever since. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, like, she was a good girl. And, you know, just another way that I have changed. I'm just like, y'all, I. I just just, like people just make me feel icky and I feel like I'm having this go back and forth about Mm -hmm. people and the relationships that I have with people and the way that I desire to connect with people later on. And I'm just like, do I just not need like to be friends with anybody like at all at any capacity? Because my feelings are just hurt all the time. I get so aggravated when somebody like texts me and they don't even fucking say hello first. But it's like, look at this, look at what I'm doing or, oh, I'm so sad. Can I then, oh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I read this really sad thing and it made me think about you. And anyway, let me tell you in 27 more text messages the way that X, Y, and Z make me feel. And it's not just one person. It's not just two people. It is literally everybody that I know. Um, I have not, you know, and maybe I'll get into this a little bit more uh, maybe we'll talk about it here, but I think that I'm ready to start. Y'all know how like I would always like allude to like some family dynamics that made me uncomfy. I think I need to start talking about some of that stuff and maybe that'll be healing. I'll talk to my therapist. I'm going to consult with my people first. <laughs> and by my people, I mean my therapist, Ayesha, I love her. Um, Just to see, uh, yeah, just to kind of start to dig because now I'm starting to feel like there are some... I don't want to say cracks that are beginning to show because I've always known that they were there, but just ways I need to make some connections between childhood and parenting and relationship building and nurturing to where I relate to other people as an adult and the sense of community that I desire to have or that I um, feel resentment or resistance against. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's just some things, but you know, it's really, really nice. I really love the fact that like, even if like your mom gets on your nerves or you don't really want to talk to her, um, just generally speaking, not you specifically, um, or you at all, you know, like you and your mom have a great relationship. And I think it's really, really sweet or, you know, but you know, there's always people that are like, Oh, well, if I still had, I'd give anything to have one more conversation with my mom. And I'm just like, well, that's not everybody's experience. Right. Um, And I'm not saying that that's my experience or that it isn't, but you know, we all have complicated ways that we deal with things. So, you know, babe, back to your point about grief, if somebody is talking about a broken relationship or um, a relationship that is drastically changed or a relationship that doesn't look very similarly to someone else's relationship, mm-hmm. it's really important to not minimize their experience. Right. And not minimize and project what you have going on because right. your relationship was probably different with this family, you know, your right. mom, dad, cousin, grandma, well, grandpa, whoever, um, that than was this hard, other person.
1: Right. That was hard for me to first comprehend mm-hmm. when you were um, first telling me about your relationships and stuff because mm-hmm. I, my experience could have not been any different. Mm-hmm. And so to really sit down and sit in the, um, Oh my gosh. I can't think of the word. The it's not entitlement. It's the privilege. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's the thing pertaining to race as well. Yeah. Sit in my privilege. <laughs> you think I would know it because I talk about it's it so okay. much. it's all good Um, But sitting in my privilege to be like, okay, I had a really great childhood. I had, you know, two parents in my home um, the entire time. I lived in one house my entire, you know, life growing up. Mm -hmm. And to just be able to set that aside and not be like, well... Mine wasn't like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Well, that's your mom, you know, or that's your grandmother, or that's this, or that's that. Whomever it may be, to just sit back and just... I've learned a lot on how to just ask you, Mm -hmm. okay, you mentioned this, how does that make you feel? Mm -hmm. Like, what was that experience like for you? Because I want to not make you relive it, but to better understand Mm -hmm. so that I can better support you moving forward.
0: And you do a great job. Like you have grown so much just, um, as far as like your emotional intelligence and really learning how to support me emotionally and to, when you can't understand just to empathize. Yeah. I think that you do that very, very well.
1: Yeah. And that empathy is, has been learned as well. Cause mm-hmm. that's not something that I naturally had. Right. So that's another way that I've, I've learned from you. And another way that therapy is really great is because my therapist gave me these tools to be able to do that. And, you know, uh, therapy is, is great because it's not one of those things, uh, you know, if you need to go every single week, that's perfectly okay. Mm -hmm. If you need to just go in when you start to feel out of whack, that's totally acceptable Mm -hmm. too. But just be able to get that baseline of here's emotions, here's how we deal with these Mm -hmm. emotions, and here's how we can interact with others when they're having these emotions is something that I would strongly
0: recommend to every single person. And if you're um, mental health professional is not like encouraging of mm-hmm. the frequency that you want to do that and really kind of letting you lead your care. Mm-hmm. Um, I would maybe suggest seeking out another one. Yeah. Like I said, I got really like, it was right. part luck. It was part just research and being very direct about what it is that I needed. Yes. Um, because like I sent out an email to a few different practices that had like, I mean, like it was a lengthy email Mm -hmm. that had several points about like, this is what I need. And that even for the owner of that practice to be like, yeah, well, bitch, that's not me, but I got somebody that might be good for you, girl. Like, yeah. Why don't you email her and see what she said? And it was, it was perfect. Um, yeah. So that's very, very important. And if you're anything like me and you don't really know where to start and you're just like, I don't really know where to start with therapy. Um, I journal.
1: Mm-hmm. and
0: something that I can do like in my journal, even if it's just for, you can just keep a therapy journal if you want, you can just keep your regular journal, but something that I have to go do because I do have a therapy appointment because I waited so long to schedule mine, um, this go round, I don't have it until like almost three weeks from now, but it's fine. Um, write down any, like just be very cognizant of the way that your feelings and mm-hmm. your emotions are moving through your body, the way that they feel in your body, whether, um, That's coming out and if it's triggering or if it's upsetting relationships you're having around you, if there's something, even if you don't know what the name of it is, it helps a lot just to kind of check in with yourself because we don't realize like how much our bodies really do carry. Mm -hmm. Where are you carrying tension? Where are you feeling hurt? Where are you hurting? Like, is it hurting you to like get out of bed? Is it hurting? Are you having a lot of pain in your chest that wasn't there before and your back that wasn't there before and your shoulders that wasn't there before? Are you grinding your teeth? Things like that. Just kind of tap into your body and figure out when you're kind of feeling askew where those things are. And I feel kind of like the body is the key to unlocking what's happening in the mind. Well, that's like kind of blocked off
1: and emotional. Uh, intelligence 102. <laughs> I well, yeah, but going still, with.
0: like if you're not so like, oh, because y- y'all know I can talk about feelings all day. Right. I love talking about feelings. <laughs> it's the way that I relate to other people. It's how yeah. I move in the world. It's very, very like emotional. Yeah. In some ways, and it's very logical in others. Um, so if you're, You can just tap into those feelings if you just have your feelings. You're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, like this is how I feel and I want to know why. Mm -hmm. For example, me and I'm just like right now, I understand like we need to get into a new wave of my therapy where I'm just like, okay, well, let's talk about some of my childhood and I'm kind of able to connect some of these things but i'm also not able to connect some of these mm-hmm. dots and i need help with connecting the dots right not because i want like oh my gosh tell me what's wrong with me as much as i need to understand the way that th- these things go to reconcile them so moving forward i can understand oh okay mm-hmm. this is the catalyst for this behavior here's the fork in the road i can either choose to go down here this way i can choose to go down here this way and one of those things is going to lead more to my healing and being able to adjust my behavior so that that's either not triggering or so that I can work through it. Because I know that there are some things that I have not yet worked through. It's a certain way that I can explain things even to you because we have conversations like these all the time. And Mm -hmm. I'll be like, "Okay, well, honey, I remember when I was a kid, um, my dad didn't do this or, you know, whatever. And I understand that now this is how I behave, but I'm not really exactly 100 percent sure why. Mm. Or how that has affected mm-hmm. me or what parts of these are just this is my um, normal state of being versus this is something that is an effect of right. something else has happened before. So just just check in with yourselves because you you have to take care of you. Mm-hmm. I'm, y'all trust me when I tell you if there's nobody else, if it was not for Allison, the only person who would be taking care of me is me. Period. I mean, it is what it is. Um, I can say that and be honest. Um, It does make me feel a little bit guilty. Again, that's something else. Guilt is just, you know, just a little fun fact. So (laughs) for me, like guilt is like the way to be. So (laughs) anything that I do, any way that anybody else feels, if Allison is in a bad mood, it's my fault. If Allison's mom is in a bad mood, it's my fault. If my mom is in a bad mood, it's definitely because of something that I've done, despite the fact that we don't talk that often, live in the same state. Um, engage often um that's where my life has kind of brought me it's just guilt um has a lot to do with that so I'm learning how to handle guilt but at the same time why do I have the guilty feelings Mm -hmm. so yeah that's another just just a little fun thing that I experience on the reg so yeah just it's good to just go get checked out. And now more than ever, because like we said, the world is on fucking fire. Like it's scary. Um, right now, like something that is very anxious to me is like, um, or something that (laughs) makes me very anxious is sounds. If I cannot identify where a sound is coming from, it will immediately freak me out. So sometimes, (laughs) um, if I am like inebriated, I will have to be like, honey, 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 what is that? Like, I have to have like, everything has to be still and silent. And if I can't figure out what that noise is, we have to go find it. We have to, you know, because (laughs) a new fear that I have is that, um, it's the end of the world. So very loud sounds, which we hear very often here. I'm just like, it's the apocalypse. The world is ending. I'm going to look outside. Everything is going to be on fire. People are going to be freaking out or that I'm going to be murdered. I have lots of dreams where I'm being hunted, um, Usually by white people, um, but I'm being like hunted. Somebody has a knife. Somebody has a gun. Several people have guns. They have rope. They're in control. I'm powerless. Like I have these dreams all the time. Yeah. So sometimes I'm just like I'm gonna go and open my curtains to let the sun on my plants, and there's gonna be somebody outside of my window with a gun, and they're just gonna break the window just like they did to get into the Capitol, and then they're gonna murder me, um, or murder my wife, make me watch, and then murder me. So it's just like you know, um. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that's
1: a little bit about um night terrors and a side effect of yeah, your medication. Of my
0: medication but it is the same type of recurring dream that i have even if it is not mm-hmm. the same dream it is always about me being hunted to yeah, be killed it's the same theme yeah so that's cute um allison's like you should talk to your therapist about it i'll be like okay so Ayesha, how's it going? Hey girl. So people are trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> been having weird dreams lately. I know that it's a side effect of my um antidepressant, anti uh anti anxiety medication. However, is it normal that it's like always about being murdered? Like, is that a normal thing or not? Not so much. That. And at yeah. first I used to think I was like, Oh, well, like, is it because of what I'm watching before I go to bed. No, it's not. Because like, we will go to bed watching like The Bachelor. Angry Beavers. Angry Beavers. (laughs) SpongeBob SquarePants. Like, this is like my new normal. Even if I fall asleep at like 11, I wake up at two or three, I will still watch SpongeBob for 30 minutes or still watch just something. So like, I don't fall asleep to like murder podcasts. I don't fall asleep to Dateline NBC. Like, I fall asleep to like children's cartoons from the 90s, like- (laughs) As you're supposed to. (laughs) That feels safe to me. And still, I have dreams about being murdered. So, um, yes, i you know, I'm just at any point, I'm just like that, that whole storm in the Capitol thing. I was already thinking about things like that in the back of my mind before that happened. And now I'm just like, I'm definitely yeah. gonna like wake up to like some really angry rednecks right outside the window, just oh, coming 100%. in here to take everything and kill my black ass. But that's
1: why, um, that's why <clears throat> you haven't felt comfortable displaying like our pride flag and hanging that up outside our house. Yes. Cause and I'm and scared like that, that people
0: are going to come and murder me in the yeah. night or in the middle of the day.
1: Yeah and then we're interracial on top of that and it's just it's a lot (sighs) so just uh Uh, so i i understand um but we're we're learning how to deal with these feelings and how to take them in and taking the right measures to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves Mm -hmm. and i'm proud of us for that and just experiencing what we're experiencing and um just letting it be same yeah so overall, like I'm most thankful to have you because I cannot imagine having to do that by myself mm-hmm. or you having to do it by yourself mm-hmm. um, and that we could be a support to each other
0: was a huge
1: a huge thing and we will continue to do that because that's what we do best I feel that
0: way about most everything I'm so so grateful for you and I'm so grateful not just for our marriage like I tell you but I'm really grateful that you are my best friend and that you behave like a best friend when I need a best friend yeah and I really really appreciate that um, of course, you know, cause anxiety is just like, you can't make, you know, society tells us like one person can't be everything to somebody else. And I'm just like, that's fine. Like, I don't expect you to be everything to me, but you are my best friend. You behave like a best friend. I check in with you often to make sure that you're not just overloaded and bombarded with everything and feeling like you just have to take care of me because I'm going to fall apart because I'm so delicate at any moment, um, and if you do ever feel like that, like we definitely need to have a conversation about it because that's not fair to you. I would never expect you to do that. That's not your job. Um, but at the capacity that we have, and I feel like we check in with each other fairly often about capacity. And do you have it for this right now or mm-hmm. no? Um, because if not, i will be like, okay, well, that's just a, a therapist conversation. Cool.
1: yeah Um, or even small things like do we have the capacity to record our podcast episode right
0: and if not it's never like oh my god how come i'm just like okay yeah okay if you're not feeling good okay there's nothing that we can do about that okay you know that that's automatically like yeah okay you don't have to do anything that you don't feel up to doing or that you aren't feeling well enough to do okay i'll do some more see you You okay you need anything great you laying down Okay. I charge your phone for you and cover you up and give you a kiss. Oh, I like that. I know. So that's it. Um, I know this is like, not like a super like, yay, happy thing, but I also think that disclosure is very important. And I think that managing expectations is very important. So I'm sure that there will be times where we have cheerier subjects about which to talk and joke and laugh. Um, and there's also going to be some real stuff because when I think about the feedback that we get from people that care to give us feedback, honesty is one of those things. We get comments that are like, oh, you're honest or you're real, or we appreciate having these real conversations. And I promise to always be honest. Like I'm never going to lie or misguide or... Manipulate you guys into thinking that something is different than what it is. I'll just I can make that promise that I will always be honest I'm, not sure that I can promise you consistency because I don't know where my mental state is going to be Next week or next month or what else is going to happen in the world You know, there's going to be times where maybe we miss a week or two or three or a month Um, It would be nice to be More consistent and i'm going to try to be more consistent, but I cannot promise you that it's going to be just this format of that, especially because this is not an income producing thing that, you know, it's a, it's a hobby. We enjoy doing it because it's a hobby. I like to do it because it's a hobby. I'm going to start a second podcast finally, um, because now I just don't feel like I'm crying on the mic (laughs) because that's pretty much what it felt like before. Cause this was like pre-therapy or Mm -hmm. like right in the middle of therapy with all the family stuff. And I was just sad all the time. And I was like, similar now oh my god like there's nobody i just want to be the friend for everybody else so um yeah and maybe that'll be where you need to go to if you just need some support and that'll be more uplifting but it's still going to be honest i promise to just be honest yeah um that's the promise that i make to myself and it's what i can offer everybody else as an extension of that
1: well i think this episode despite being sad was still important in general just to help um first and foremost recognize some shortcomings I've had with dealing with other people and their grief and like ways that I wasn't uh you know as good of a friend as I could have been because I wasn't emotionally intelligent enough to be able to help them with that and Mm -hmm. to support them in that way Mm -hmm. and I do sincerely apologize to those people because like on on the receiving end of this like that that sucks and it doesn't feel good as Mm -hmm. you were talking about so hopefully this helps other people to be able to just recognize and you know that person may be you know feeling really really sad when people do mention that they're feeling sad to ask what you can do to support them just be there for them and it may just be just sit here in this discomfort
0: with me and also again recognizing your own capacity Mm -hmm. because if there's not you don't just have to say what can I do for you you can even offer options you know can I bring you a meal mm -hmm, can I that are within
1: pick up something for you right so
0: think about the way that you can help that person and use specific language if you're not somebody that has the capacity to like pack up a room take care of a baby go and talk to somebody on the phone for hours. If you don't have the capacity to listen to those things and it might be more service-based, I can pick up your mail for you. I can pick up your grocery shopping. I can cook a meal for you. Like you said, I can pick up your dry cleaning. I can, you know, pay for DoorDash to come and deliver groceries I was about to to. say, now
1: that we're in the DoorDash era,
0: like it's so easy. You can send food to whomever. Exactly. So yeah, just, um, just capacity. Everybody is going to have a capacity. It's going to ebb and flow. And it's okay, it doesn't make you shitty for not having the capacity, that's one thing. But like, I really think that it would behoove so many people to understand also how to be good friends to people. Yeah. And that's going to look different for every, like like a person-to-person, I think about just segment. So for every segment from Allison to Tiffany is going to, you know, the way that I can support Allison is going to be different than the way that I can support my other friend Tiffany or Vivian or you know, my brother or whomever. So for every segment is going to have their own specific dynamic and it's going to be a specific way that it works or doesn't work per segment. Right. So from person to person, it's going to be different. Um, And just being aware of how to love your people and love your people. Well, if it's one person in your relationship and you will know this, just think about it for half of a second. Think of a friend. When you think about that friend who is doing more supporting, who is venting more, who is listening more. Who is doing more? Who is receiving more? Who is crying more? Who is supporting more? If you're the person that always needs a shoulder to cry on, as I have said before, please find a therapist. Please fucking find a therapist. Please find a therapist. It's not cute to put that on your friends. It's not fair to put that on your friends. It should not be acceptable to leave all of that to your friends. That is not your friend's job. That is not your friend's responsibility. It is your responsibility to make sure you're taken care of. Yes, we want to feel safe with our friends. Yes, we want to trust them. Your friends are not your therapist. I don't know how many times we have to say that. I'm not anybody's therapist. I'm at the point now to where I'm just like, if the first text message that I get does not say, hi, hello, good morning, I'm not going to read the shit. If I get enough of those text messages, I'm about to start blocking phone numbers. Okay, like it's, it's, it's too much. It's too much there have been so many people that have reached out to just be like, hi, look at me. Hi, I want to share this thing that I've done without so much as being like, hi, how are you?
1: Or even, Yeah, I was about to say, or even asking us how we are. Yeah. You said, hi, how are you? Yeah, um, I'm really good at listening today. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay.
0: It doesn't have to be today. Mm. You're allowed to, to not be a good listener today. That's okay. I love you very much. Oh, thank you for that. I love you. I appreciate you. I love you. I appreciate you. Honeybees, we love you guys. Thanks for hanging in there. Thanks for listening to this when you do. Um, If you would just like to drop a note of any sort, if it's something that you would like for us to read, perhaps one person to another person. Um... Even if it's just something that we read out loud and there's responses from other people, if we, like we said, don't have the capacity to take on those problems. Um, or just if you have a general question or something like that, feel free to email us at uh, info at You can follow us on Instagram. We are uh, at sweetishoney.love on Instagram and at sweetesthoneypod. On Twitter, um, my name on Twitter, because I'm the only one of us that uses Twitter, uh. is uh, Moody Huxtable. And I think it's very funny. Um, but yeah, just anytime. Y'all just want to reach out for fun stuff. Tell me a fun story. Tell us a sad story. Tell us about how you can relate to it. Um, your grief tips. Something else that you've learned about grief. All of that is encouraged and welcome.
1: We will also accept pictures of your fur babies as well. Oh my well, gosh, yes, we love to see Because that always the makes me excited and happy. Like, that's mainly what my Instagram is, is just like animals.
0: Yes, or even if you see like a puppy in like the wild somewhere, like if you're at the oh. store and there's a dog like in a car you could take a picture of that dog in the car um, and send it to <laughs> it. I do that all the time. Allison loves to get unsolicited D pics and by D I mean dog. So I always That's the only D I like. Allison pictures of random dogs that I see. So if I'm out somewhere, I will always take a yeah. picture. Um. Sometimes if the, if their human is present, I will ask their human, if it's okay to take a picture. Um. But if it's just the dog by themselves, it's free game. I will take a picture of that puppy. Yes, I will. If it's in a drive-thru, I will take a picture of that puppy. Um, And send it to my wife. So yeah, share your puppy pictures. Send them, email them to us at info at sweetishoney.love or uh, DM us at sweetesthoney.love on Instagram. And that's it. Uh, We love you guys. Uh, We hope that you are having a good day so far and that um, all of your fur babies are happy and well and that they are with you wagging their little tails and waiting for some treats and scratches and cuddles. And yeah, yeah, that's it. We'll talk to you the next time.
1: Bye!